Hi, wait, welcome wait, to, wait, now. Now, welcome to another episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews, a childish podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host, Knox, and with me today... Big Earn's here, and uh, just realized my life is just a series of undocumented OSHA violations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I actually had to write that down. I thought of it the other night. That's I'm, like, uh, I'm going to write that down. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, uh, to my yeah. over, over here... Yeah, over here. I mean, <clears> over here, <throat> to my right... <clears throat> I'm Chris, and like Travis, I'm a product of divorce. Uh-huh. I am as well. <laughs> well, actually, my folks got divorced after I was born, so I wasn't actually the product of the part. Oh, you broke them up. Nicely yeah. done. <laughs> oh, You're a fucking no-getter. <laughs> and uh, next to Chris? I'm Travis. Thanks for having me. And uh, our final guest for the day for Rye Whiskies is Jarrett Kath from Proof... Artisan Distilleries. Nice to be back here. I, too, am a child of divorce. Look at us. It's a bunch of sad, sad motherfuckers, aren't we? So many shitty parents out there. Broken (laughs) alcoholics. Wait, I I was going to say not only a child of divorce, but I am a divorcee, and then you said so many shitty parents out there, so then I didn't want to say that because... (laughs) I'm also... I I was also divorced. It was great. I thought you were going to say, I'm also a shitty parent. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'm so shitty, I haven't had kids. My first wife sucked. My second wife's great. She puts up with my shit. I'm still with her. <laughs> so. God, I would. I'm not. A, I did. My wife would have sucked. We probably never would have got divorced. With, oh. Look at that. For the record, oh, for the record, I mean, I'm not. That's a normal not, sex joke. Not, for the record, I just want to put. I'm. I'm, I'm not shit, shit talking my ex-wife. She's. She was. She was badass. It's. It was pretty much a me kind of situation. I she did that. the right thing. What it, it, it was? It's not you. It's me. Uh, I, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> it was for her best. Interest. Yep. Yep. Thank you. So what the hell are we doing again today, Knox? Well, today we are doing rye whiskeys. <sighs> and uh, our research for today on our edutainment is going to be provided. Hey, I got this, motherfuckers. By Chris himself. Rye whiskeys. Rye whiskeys. I happen to have a piece of paper here that says it's rye whiskey day. Good Good thing you have cookies and snacks here because this is going to be rough for me. Shut the fuck up. Doing a great job, All Chris. Right, pay attention. Okay. There'll, there'll be questions at the end. There won't. Wait, be. is it? This is a test. What no, not at all. All uh, right. Well, Chris, tell us what rye, so rye whiskeys are compared to like any other whiskey. Rye whiskeys uh, actually is like the oldest whiskey in America. It dates way back to the mid to late 1600s, and a lot of people kind of just you know it. Uh, it's from the the immigrants when they came over here, the Scottish and Irish settlers that came over here, um, brought their whiskey making tradition with them. Uh, the German and Dutch settlers brought their farming abilities, uh, farming rye, and they kind of got together and uh, developed rye whiskeys. It started on the East Coast um, with the, those settlers. And so really there's kind of two styles of rye. One is the Monongahela. There it is. So that's the river in uh, Pennsylvania. Is um, there a D in there or is that a G in the middle of that word? Gahila, G-A-H. Carry on. Is that the guy that said wax on, wax off? That's a fucking stupid question. Oh, that's, okay. that, no. that's Mr. Miyagi. I think Mr. Whatever. No. The, <laughs> Mr. Not, even, <laughs> not even close. Mr. Fuji Starts was his manager M, right? for a while. It's uh, Maluka Hekahai Mekahaini Ho Gahila River. There it is. And anyway, we'll just call it Pennsylvania from now on. Okay. Pennsylvania Rye. It's easier to say. And uh, Maryland rye is the other style. So those two um, are a little bit different. The Pennsylvania style rye is usually going to be like all straight rye. 100% mash bill or very high in that 90% range um, with other added barley. Um, 
So this one's going to produce like your spicier, grassy styles of rye. Um, yeah. And if you're a Melville fan, uh, in the Moby, in that book, The Moby Dick, I think it's called. The, the Moby Dick. <laughs> the Moby Dick. The Moby Dick. <laughs> they mention Herman uh, Melville. Yeah. They mention uh, blood coming out of a harpooned whale as red as some old Monongahela. So they were even referencing it back then. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's the that's the ode to the spicy dry Pennsylvania rye. Uh, the other style then, the Maryland rye, is less rye in the mash bill, and they would typically add corn into that mash bill, make it a little bit sweeter, more like what your bourbon styles are now, but again, it's still, you know, over 51% uh, rye. Uh, sometimes they would even sweeten it further by adding cherry or prune juice to it. So it sounds terrible to me, but a rye nonetheless. It sounds good to me, actually. Prune juice? Yeah. Prune juice is dope. Okay. Okay. I'm also 43 years old. So <laughs> that might date me a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Does it help? Pretty much tells us exactly how old you are. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. doesn't date you. We I'm don't. dating myself by saying my exact age. <laughs> all right. So rye. All right. Rye became even more popular after the American Revolution, um, with political things happening in England and kind of lost the ability to get sugarcane. Um, Difficult to get rum, so everybody started to distill their own whiskeys. And so that led to increased rye production. Uh, by the late 1800s, uh, one of the Pennsylvania distilleries, Moore and Sinat, were actually producing uh, 30,000 barrels per year. And at one point, rye tripled the sales of bourbon. So uh, rye actually got its start as an unaged drink. Uh, that maturation process in the barrels happened because of ship shipping. You know, there was no... Steamboats, no trains, no nothing. So the shipping across the country into different places took a long time. And that's where that barrel aging process started. A uh, little happy accident. Plus, uh, all of our my favorite cocktails, like Manhattan's, um, Old Fashioned and stuff, were actually created using rye. Um, now, after Prohibition, though, rye lost its hold as the Great American Whiskey. Um, it was pretty expensive to make. Um, taxes went up. The Canadians were shipping down their version of rye, um, which was kind of a not great product at the time. So they kind of <laughs> flooded the market with that. Um, was it bourbons were coming out a little bit a? more? Huh? Was it rye A though? No, just rye. No, it was, was probably it C or D. Oh, okay. <sighs> nice joke. He was thinking like the A as an <laughs> E H. A. Right. For our for people like me who are dumb, you got to kind of explain that joke. Yeah, yeah. That makes a great joke, too. The, when you have to explain them, <laughs> it makes it even better. You know what's All fucking the killer? best jokes, so you have so, to explain them at the I, end. I ordered a joke book, and in the very back, it had the explanations, and that was fucking perfect. <laughs> had all the answers yeah. in the back. <laughs> the teacher's edition joke book. There you go. Um, so with, with that Canadian rye coming in, with bourbon becoming a little more popular, um, rye was kind of looked at as bottom shelf swill at that time, you know, over that, uh, that time. So um, other... Uh, spirits started to increase in popularity as well, like vodkas and gins. Um, so rye was all kind of forgotten. But we're seeing a little resurgence in popularity. Um, they're bringing back some of the old stuff, like old Overholt. Uh, even George Washington's rye is coming back. So, um, And it comes with a set of wooden teeth. So that's false. Yeah, I know. Yeah, false, <laughs> false teeth, right. False teeth. Yeah, because they wouldn't naturally grow in your mouth wooden. They might. If you're Groot. <laughs> so the rye, the rye grain so, is going to impart more of that 
like spicy, spicy characteristics, like, like peppery. So, yeah. So, so what? Rye and nuttiness, really is, right? Nuttiness too. That's all whiskeys. All whiskeys can pick up. Yeah, some of that's coming from barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, what rye risk? So, what really rye whiskey is? It's uh, basically it's pretty much the same thing as bourbon, except for you're substituting uh, the mash bill for rye has to be fifty one percent rye. The rest of the grains doesn't matter. Uh, where bourbon, it has to be again, you know, fifty one percent corn. The rest of the mash doesn't really matter. So as long as they're hitting those parameters, the only other thing then hey, too, you used the so, word parameter. Sorry. Yeah, man. I got a couple big words. Sorry, Um, sorry, But then just like with bourbon or really whiskeys, um, the aging is the same thing. It has to be new charred oak barrels. has to be two years or older. um, has to be distilled no lower than 80%, barreled no lower than 62.5%, and and then bottled no lower than 40%. So that's kind of... Brings up a question. When we were first doing this and we're picking the rye that we were going to drink today... Ryan or Knox, you brought up this Basil Hayden over here, which is a 10-year bourbon. Yeah. Um, but you thought it should be in here because it says high rye. Mm-hmm. So just as an example, uh, that Basil Hayden in particular is 63% corn and 27% rye, 10% malted barley. So it's not a rye. It's still a bourbon. It just has a higher rye content okay. than typical. So anything like when there's secondary ingredients over 15%, they'll probably say high rye or wheated if they use wheat in that second spot. Um, yeah, and then, so what about Canadian rye? Well, fuck Canadian rye. In <laughs> fact, they don't have to, they don't have the same regulations. They can call anything, any fucking whiskey that comes from Canada can be called a rye whiskey just for, you know, why not? Because it fucking used to be. They used to use high rye, but now it can be fucking anything. It can be closer to a bourbon and they can call it a rye. So read the back, read your mash bills. Fuck Canada anyway. Whoa. <laughs> Ouch. Just I didn't even know there was still opinions. Just, just saying. No, hot take. Hot go take. ahead and try do, it. Do we have any lis- listeners from Canada? I probably. Yeah. No, we probably do. And I love Canada. I was just kidding. But, but when it says alcohol sucks. But if it says Canadian rye whiskey, it might not be a rye. So you kind of have to do your research. It's one of those things. Just like going back to rums. Rums. Yeah. yeah the, the most unregulated the shitty industry. Tell you about rums. <laughs> well, most Canadian whiskeys are a blended whiskey. It's blended with new and aged at the same time. Yeah. It's not a full. They just do whatever the whiskey. fuck they want, yeah. don't they? That's why fucking Crown Royal sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, actually, according to our, yeah. according to our, yeah, our blind study, it it, was, it did real bad. It did, yeah. not too well. So we anyway, it would be like first or second. That's my that's my history a little bit on uh, yeah fucking rise. So well, make thanks, America Chris. rye again. Oh fucking <laughs> <rye>. <laughs> Jesus! Awesome. All right. Well, why don't we take a quick break? Any questions? No, I don't have any questions. Any answers? I apologize for interrupting you. No, I was going okay. to actually interrupt you again to apologize for interrupting. <laughs> That's fair enough. All right. No, thanks, Chris. That's good to know. I didn't know that. All right. Let's uh, Monongahela. There it is. Mahongahela. Let's take a quick break. We'll uh, we'll pour some of these out. Have some of these fresh baked cookies, and we'll be right back after gonna, a word I'm from our go, sponsor. I'm gonna go Monongahela here in a second. Monongahela. Ladies and gentlemen, we might mention Bridgeview Liquors a lot around here, and there's a there's a really good reason why. They pay for a lot of our booze, but uh, one of the great things about them, not just the paying us in alcohol, is they truly seem to love what they do. 
they they're knowledgeable as hell on almost every type of alcohol. Anytime I have questions, that's where I go. That's why I love Bridgeview Liquors. And I know for a fact that they have knowledgeable staff because if you go back to our Brandies and Cognacs episode, uh, Evan, their store manager, their his store pick for Brandies was the winner for the day. And I'm also impressed immensely with their huge selection of craft beers, not only locally, but as far away as four or five other states, which is more than an armful away. <laughs> uh, speaking of their knowledgeable staff, I found out that the word gewürztraminer means a noble grape. While at Bridgeview, um, it is basically a grown-up version of a Moscato. Bridgeview has a wide selection of local as well as really hard-to-find wines. I like Gewürztraminer wines just because I like to say that word. Dude. And I'm German. Gewürztraminer is about the funnest thing you can do with my mouth. (laughs) It is. (laughs) And one of the fun things about Bridgeview that I like is that uh, how regularly they post on social media the new beers and liquors they get in with pictures. Because I'm a picture guy. Um, I like to see the Not much a reader, huh? No. (laughs) But Bridgeview has the picture. So I'm like, oh. That's the beer I'm looking for. I can look at the picture. I can go look for the can or the bottle and, you know, figure out, match them up and everything. And they do that uh, weekly on all their new releases for that week. So it's kind of nice. I like that. And you can find those social media posts on Instagram and Facebook at Bridgeview Liquor. And their website is bridgeviewliquors.com. And you can go to their location at 935 37th Avenue South in Moorhead. And when you do go to their location at 935 something in Moorhead, <laughs> if you mention Brews, Booze, and Reviews at the checkout, you save 10% off of all purchases. 10% off all purchases. So th- 10% off all purchases. Thanks once again for listening to our podcast. We love and appreciate all of our listeners, and we really love and appreciate you at Bridgeview Liquors. 10% off all purchases. All purchases. All All right, welcome back from our break. Thanks for listening to our advertisements. Our first rye whiskey that we got on the docket is Bullet. Are you sure it's not Boulier? Boulier? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Every time Travis is here, I think we bring this story up. Yeah, I was in a liquor store, and I asked if they had any Bullet, and this guy like just as told, <laughs> I, I used to call it that too, but it's actually pronounced Boulier. And I, I was like, this fucking douchebag. And then <laughs> and then I looked it up, and the guy was wrong. He was totally wrong. <laughs> so he was right the first time. Maybe yeah. he was fucking with you. Maybe he just uh, didn't like you and was just fucking with you. I have that you got a pay, You got a face for it. <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. All right, if you go to bullet.com, that's B-U-L-L-E-I-T, Bullet Rye is an award-winning straight rye rye whiskey with a character of unparalleled spice and complexity. Released in 2011, it continues to enjoy recognition as one of the highest quality ryes available. And it is available almost everywhere, I think. It has won the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2013 and 2011, and 2015, 2014, 2012. But enough about kissing their ass. Okay, tasting notes. Russet in color with rich oaky aromas. The taste is exceptionally smooth with hints of vanilla, honey, and spice. Finish is crisp and clean with long, lingering flavors. 90 proof. 95% rye, 5% malted barley. So this is... uh... Something to bring up. These first three that we're actually going to try mm-hmm. have the same mash bill. 
the 95% rye, 5% malted barley, because all three of these are sourced from MGP. So, um, and what that means, if you don't know, uh, they don't distill their own spirits, right? They get them from another company, and then typically they're going to age them a little bit longer in some other different barrels that they have or blend them or do something else with them. So, yeah, so uh, all three of these first ones that we'll do are that 95.5 MGP. All right. What do you guys get on the uh, aromas? I get a little spiciness in there. Spicy, a little bit of butterscotch. Almost. Can... Almost. Or some, you like know, light like honey. a Werther's kind of thing. Yeah, butterscotch. So now one of the things I don't like about uh, like New England IPAs or IPAs in general is that peppery aftertaste. So when you and talk about rye whiskeys having that kind of peppery, more spicy. So, yeah, it's not spicy like a hot sauce. Um, right. But there is a, a, a spiciness uh, and it dries out. Rye will dry your mouth out a little bit more than typical bourbons and things like that. That's why I'm a kind of a fan of rye pilsners. Because it just makes you keep drinking them right. <laughs> as it dries you out just a little bit on the, on the aftertaste. What do you get, Jarek? Any interesting notes on the bouillon? The, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the spice, I, yeah, I like it. A um, little bit of honey, like they're right. Um, yeah, grassy, mm-hmm. kind of. But compared to the bourbons that you know I make and consistently drink, yeah, the, the dryness is definitely there. Travis, you got anything to say? He just sitting there like a bobblehead. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm I felt dog, bad. I felt dog bad fish for, head uh, brewery. Hey man, remember I that was, episode? I I do kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we were at your place. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh yeah, and I think one of you guys left your sunglasses at my place. By the way, probably me. But uh, no, I'm no stranger to the Boulier Rye E. And it's it, it, I I prefer myself the the regular bullet, uh, but yeah, it's definitely got that the drying of your palate at the end. That I mean, it's it's okay, but I'm not generally. It's not my jam. Kind of sticks around right at the bottom part of your right. Tongue. I'm actually excited to try different kinds because I haven't really tried a lot of different rye whiskeys before. Yeah, this isn't actually too bad. It's it's got some spiciness, but like Chris was saying, it's not like salsa spicy. You know, it's just it's got some flavors. It's kind of hot, but it's not overpowering, and it it kind of it lingers, but it kind of slowly mellows out. Just kind of like it. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. And you're right. It it started hot, and that drop of water I just added brought the sweetness up. The hotness went. So it has no Scoville units. No right. Scoville That's units. what I was implying. Yep. What's Scoville units? Also known as SHU, is it simply a measurement of the number of times capsaicin needs to be diluted by sugar water? Right. I was just assuming not everybody knew what that was. That's why I was going to uh-huh. be the one to sound like mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. And why are you writing it down right now? <laughs> just for future reference. Because <laughs> I've already forgotten what it stands for. It's just Earlier. a unit of pungent, pungency of heat in food. When I added a little bit of a few drops of water, I almost get a little bit more of that sweetness. Whether it's like honey or butterscotch, maybe like more of the Werther's smooth taste. Doesn't burn as much, but you still get some heat, and it still it still lingers. Okay, it 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 stays with you yeah, for a while. Bite, bites the tongue a little bit more than bourbons do. That's for sure. Absolutely. 
All right. <clears throat> so rate, rate this thing? Yep. Out of five. Who wants to go first? So Gotta I'll do it. The first one I'm going to say it's a pretty good uh, expression and a, and a good idea what rye is. I don't think it's exceptional. I wouldn't give it a gold medal. But uh, well, I'll do, uh, I'll say three. Three out of five. Good job. Yeah, I think we should. Travis? I would probably say, uh, because it's pretty much the, the standard that I have. It's the only real rye whiskey that I've really had. Um, so I'm going to give it 3.5. Are we still doing? Can we do point fives? Yeah, yeah, and and point two fives. You can do quarter, oh. quarter points. You guys are fancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you and your decimals. <laughs> look at you. So three point five still, Travis. Uh, yes. Okay. You can tell how uh, how good something is by its decimal point. That's right. <laughs> its ability to fraction. <laughs> Jerry. And Jerry. I'm, I'm guessing this is more along the lines of a middle ground bourbon at the liquor store where it's not overly priced, not you know, I think it's either. probably in that 30, 40 range, yeah. maybe. It is. So right I'm gonna give it a three for that. It's it's a quality whiskey. There's flavor profiles that come through, you know, the honey, the butterscotch, the I'm just not a spice person, so so this burning. is going to be a long episode. It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> That's what it's about. It's a learning curve because I do bourbons. And yep. learning about what other grains turn into is something that I look forward to experimenting with. I also I call forward. it research. Mm-hmm. Research and When I sit downstairs and I write some of those episodes and I just get shit-faced, Keely always comes down like, what are you doing? I'm like, Re- research. <laughs> yeah. Educational purpose. I'm not just getting drunk. I'm revisiting it. All right. So I am going to give it a three as well for the same reasons uh, you guys did, and I am taking your word for it. Um, yeah, I thought it was not as spicy as I was anticipating, and it was pretty smooth. The flavor lingered, and but wasn't overpowering. So, so the average for the Bullet 95 Rye is 3.125. Out of five, that's a little above average. You can use these glasses, too. I just don't want to make you guys clean. Hey, let's uh, take the tops off these and let them breathe a little bit. <laughs> what, are you talking about my tits? Yeah. <laughs> I have so much. Do you want to just take some out of there? Heaven's door. Is this a religious podcast? Knock, Actually, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Uh, you're lucky you're not getting religious with the Lord Calvert. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Dylan. Uh, this is a Bob Dylan whiskey. Oh, really? Yep. I was man, when he covered that Guns N' Roses song. Jesus! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, All right, this is um, this is Heaven's Door. They're straight rye whiskey, finish in Vosges oak barrels. Is that right, Jerk? Vosque. It's French. <laughs> Vosque oak barrels. Okay, if you go to Heaven's it's a Door, French forest. Is it okay? Let's look at the wood. Vosque. Uh, it's Bouillier. <laughs> it's French <laughs> frontier whiskey. <laughs> Willie. Everything's a yay. <laughs> yay! On the website, it says, Breaking with tradition, we finish our straight rye whiskey in toasted oak cigar barrels. Ooh. Air-dried in the low-lying mountain region of... Vosque. France. This proprietary <laughs> finishing results in a smoother, more approachable rye with notes of orange peel, coriander, and spice. 92 proof, 96% ABV. Heaven's Doors, an award-winning collection of handcrafted American whiskeys developed in partnership with Bob Dylan. The perfect blend of art and craft, each bottle of Heaven's Door showcases Dylan's distinctive welded iron gates that he created in his studio, Black Buffalo Ironworks. Mm. I, 
I get it's a little smoother than the bullet, but do I get a little bit more of that? I don't butterscotch, almost vanilla, 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 vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't make their own, so it's kind of like milly vanilla. Correct. Oh wait. More. I don't know if it's butterscotch or vanilla. I get some citrus tobacco. Uh huh. I was gonna say. I mean, that spiciness to me is amped up a little more, even on the nose. But you do get a little more citrus or smoke or something from it. And this you can find at Bridgeview Liquors. I got this bottle for eighty one ninety nine. This is an eighty dollar bottle. Look, looks like it's mm-hmm. won some awards here. It's got a little pamphlet on it. That's, it's got some gold medals. Yep, some medals. It's on the website too. Yep. It's got ninety four points. Yep, ninety four, ninety four. Picture Bob Dylan. Wow, that's got a little more uh, power to it. That's got a little kick to it. I haven't taken a drink yet, and I can, I can already tell it's going to be an onslaught on my palate. It, the, yep. the sweetness is right at the tip, and then the spice drowns it out yep. instantly. It's just, ooh. I'm thinking, I just added water. I'm thinking that's going to help. Man, these coat your glasses, though. Holy. Yeah, the legs running down. We like long legs. Wow, that's almost, that's pretty powerful, but it makes me like, oh, that's a, makes you open your eyes. Or shut them. <laughs> shut them. Nah. Whew. Yep. But that's, that's not a bad woo, by the way, listeners. That is actually uh, interesting. It finishes like a cigar. It's smoky. Really smoky. And it kind of leaves the dryness right at mm-hmm. the back and on the top of your tongue. Yeah, my tongue tingles from this stuff, for sure. You should probably have that looked at. Ah. <laughs> The whole point of the droppers was to put the same amount of water in each one, huh? No, you can add as much as you want, but in smaller increments. Not like a whole bottle cap. So yeah, that's 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 got some uh that's got some power to it. But I liked how the bully the bullier finished better than this one. Really? Did we, My did we start something? See, I, <laughs> if enough people say it, it's the truth, right, Trav? Oh my god. I like the the bit more of intensity that this one has. Um, from the spice notes and stuff. I like how it dries out. And I like how it feels like I'm able to you know, like breathe a fireball if necessary. <laughs> I agree with you. Even at the point that I, I kind of like this for that power, and I, usually I don't because I'm a wuss when it comes to shit like that. That's but, true. Yeah, I admit it. Um, but this actually is like, wow, that's that's a lot, but it's like interesting. And uh, I just feel this one more in your mouth. It, it My just, heart. Yeah. My lungs. It it's definitely. I don't know the proper terminology, but like it just it tastes brighter. Yeah, to me. brighter is a good term. So I think Jarek had mentioned kind of citrus, and I think some of that in part makes it a little brighter, right? So uh, yeah, it's still real spicy and probably more spicy than the other one, but it it handles better. You know, does it give an age? Is it a four-year? I'm guessing that they're all four-year. Uh, whatever MGP sells, they're 95.5, right? So it, they're all going to be the same ah, when they get it. But I guess it doesn't say how long they age it in those other barrels, does it? Because you're not, getting that French oak. Mm-hmm. Is We'll find out. So I added a little water to this, and it it's still strong, but it kind of takes a little bit of that initial impact away. But it almost makes it linger longer in your mouth. Linger longer? Linger longer yeah. in your mouth. And I, 
It's still dry right at the top of the tongue towards the back, but not as dry. I don't technical terms. I think I prefer it uh, with a little bit of water. And I know you're not supposed to ask, add ice cubes because something about the instant chilling kind of takes away some of the flavor. But Okay, according to PasteMagazine.com, Heaven's Door Straight Rye Whiskey is aged for seven years in new charred American oak barrels. Okay, uh, but it doesn't say anything about the French barrels that it sits in? Oh, and for additional six months oh, okay. in toasted oak cigar barrels, which were harvested and air-dried in the low-lying region of... Monongahela. Just kidding. <laughs> France. <laughs> yeah. So a cigar barrel. I smoke, I've been smoking cigars for over 20 years. I'm not saying I'm aficionado or anything. I usually buy cheaper cigars, but what is that how they like ship tobacco is in actual barrels? I thought they were like in I don't, burlap bags I don't or something. I'm not right? sure. I have no idea. That's what I'm curious so what, too. Th- is why, I mean, that might be a whole other episode. Why is it called a cigar barrel? What's a, what is, yeah, what's a what, cigar barrel? The reference to cigar barrels has led some spirit reporters to erroneously report that this whiskey was aged in barrels used to age tobacco. But this is not the case. Rather, these unusual barrels are referred to as cigar barrels for their shape, which is longer and more narrow than the traditional 53-gallon American white oak barrel. Look at us. Which leads to more surface contact with the wood. All right. You're a big, you're welcome. You're, you're a big cigar guy, Ernie? I like cigars. I like mild to sweeter cigars. I tried I, I tried doing uh I tried for like I don't know a couple of months I was doing uh Outlaws. Is this okay. like back in yep, the, I like, like the Outlaws actually. Out, yeah, yeah I do. those are wonderful. <clears throat> but, and people tell me they smell great. The smell yeah. from them are, is really good versus most cigars are like what the fuck is that? Right. I don't know. To me, it smells better than a fucking cigarette. Any day. Any paper day. Also, so well, my whole goal was um, I'll be 50 this year. And when I turn 50, gross. I'm, I'm going to go to uh, pipes. Ah, my dad used to smoke a pipe. Yeah. Ah, crack. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Ah. Anyways. I almost spit this coffee all over this microphone. But also, it says here on that pastemagazine.com article that this rye, as the description states, seven years old and bottled 92 proof. And comes from that famous fo- source of so many other sourced ryes, MGP of Indiana. But the rather steep price of 80 bucks, which is noticeably more than something like a Templeton's six-year rye, which also uses the same MGP juice, but doesn't have that cigar barrel finishing process. So you're paying $30, it sounds like, extra for just that cigar barrel finishing. See, that's something we don't really discuss is like how much this was and and do you take that into account when you rate it which we never have before but now that i know how much it is how much was the bullet what was that like about probably 35 bucks normally probably 35 40 under under 40 probably so i'm not rating this based on price i rate it on how i taste it we have until now i think we have i think you can figure it out if if we score both of these at 3.125, which one are you going to buy? The cheaper one. Right. I agree. You know, but, mm-hmm. but it's, anyway. a, it's another See that? area. Yep. So for these uh, finer distilled spirits episodes, I definitely want to bring in the price points of yeah. these. So so listeners know too. But yeah, for now, I, we're uh, rating so, based off the so, taste of this one. Right. Yep. So should we do that now? Yeah. Travis, why don't you start it out? Oh, uh, three. Three. Not as good as the bullet? Um, I, I don't like the brightness of it. Uh, but I'm, the I'm citrus pretty, notes on it? I don't even really taste citrus myself. 
Um, but it just it, it it's a little more aggressive, you know. I I, I prefer a smoky scotch, but Wait. You know, I know that's a different episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. Usually on Father's Day. Apparently. All right, Jerick. I'm gonna go with a three. About the same as the the other one because the bullet. I like how it is different. You can tell that they've used a different barreling process because it does pull. And their mash bill, too, whatever they've used in it. Um, a little bit more dry than the other one, which I didn't like, but it started off, you know, bright, citrusy, light, um, finished with that cigar-type flavor. So I'd give it a three. Okay. All right. So I uh, gave it a 3.25. I actually liked it a little bit more than the bullet. I'll Which agree. Is crazy. I'll agree with you. Three point two five. I think it's a little bit better. I don't think it's markedly better. Um, so there, suck it, <laughs> fuck boy. Right. It's been too long, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> Has been long enough, Chris. So the <laughs> so the average for Heaven's Door uh, straight rye um, is three point one two five. That doesn't make sense because. Uh, Everybody gave this one a three and one three. Oh, one three point five. Okay, never mind. Yep, sounds exactly right. I love it when people try to correct people. But That's a tie. No, I've been wrong several times. Yeah, I saw that as three point two five there. Yep. that was my bad. I'm yeah, just double checking because yep. sometimes I hit. Nope, a, that's you know. perfect. All right, so it is three point one two five. Ties bullet. So again, which one would you get? I would. I don't know. Maybe on a special occasion. On finishing my shot. I, I think I warmed up to it a little bit more, so I could I could I, I think it is a little bit better than the, the too late the bullet. too late too late it's already written down <laughs> I already have the average out huh. all right this uh, third bottle why are you handing this to me that's the oh. next one didn't we already pour it everybody but Ernie poured that one oh now this one's oh. gonna be different because I noticed that's the, why it was way over there this one's this one's up about fifteen proof almost twenty proof from the other one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What could 90, possibly go wrong? was at 92. <laughs> and that plays a factor with how dry it finishes, too. Is, um, yeah, this is a beast. Uh, f- yeah, 55% alcohol. Really? Yeah. How much was this one well, there? I don't remember. All right. So, so this is the... I think w- this one's closer in that price range to the Heaven's Door. I think this was a 70 or 60, 70 something. Man, that... Smells like it's going to burn. All right. This is the Willett Family Estate Bottled Four-Year Rye. 55% alcohol by volume, which is 110 proof. It's a small batch rye whiskey. I want less of this now. (laughs) (laughs) The barrels? Okay. The tasting notes. The barrels that went into this small batch combined to make an amazing drinker. On the nose, a beautiful layering of brandied cherry over a mildly tart cherry. It opens up with thyme. And is reminiscent of cutting into your dessert with your fork, which releases cinnamon and baking spices with just a hint of oak to remind you that this is high proof, youthful. So they're liars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely get uh, spiciness, um, like the, the cutting into your dessert thing that they're talking about. You get some of those spices, but I don't get the cherry so much. I almost thought I smelled cherry after I, you said I it, but it's one of those things that maybe it was 
after you said it subliminally, I'm like, eh, what is this? Some sort of dark fruit aroma? Oh, yeah, it's hard to get past that burn, though. Like Travis yeah. said it to begin with, and Chris said it so eloquently moments ago. I love chocolate-covered cherries. God, they're so good. God damn it. <laughs> I, all I get is that spiciness, and I get fucking oak. I get the, I smell the barrel. It's like we're roommates. <laughs> all right. On the palate, it says a robust rye with dark cherry, burnt vanilla, and spices for days. It's a delicious rye with a weighty mouthfeel. I get, I get the dry and the burnt. Um, but that's. But you're just doing it neat cherry. right now, right? You haven't got I haven't any water in the water yet. Maybe a little bit of cherry about four or five seconds into it on the sides. Some some sort of sweetness. Lots of spice. It's hot. It's right hot. Away. It's hot right away in your face, right when you put it in your mouth. But it, it mellows really well, I think. Um, are you sleeping or are you just squinting mellow. your eyes over there, Travis? I'm just taking it in because okay. I was I was really nervous because I don't like like overly spicy. You know, so I took it. And or the high right, proof, super high proof stuff. Yeah, and like right when I was like kind of taking it in, I, I might almost like this. I the, the finish it dis the the it uh, what's the, the heat dissipates use? real quick. Yes, yes, and I'm, the I'm heat not an eloquent comes man. on when you add the water. Holy crap, that's uh the bite is twice as bad with the water right now. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah, use the so dropper that had the rubbing alcohol in it? Oh, sorry about Did that. No. <laughs> we were disinfecting everything. The isopropyl. Yeah. It's actually hand sanitizer. So the oh, oh, yeah. Shit. Wow. You, it yep. intensifies. That's like the opposite. I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why it did, oh, I don't no. know why it did that. It's usually wow. the opposite. It feels like the sides of my inside of my uh cheeks are pickled. It's like a sour patch kid. Yeah. Wow. Why why that's crazy. Usually, it, water kind of mellows it out a little bit. It's weird too how I, the previous ones, you know, gave me a little more tingle on the tongue. Mm -hmm. This seems like it's all on the top of my mouth, almost to like where that heat is. And so here's kind of why I think why. So as a distiller, when I'm barreling and letting everything sit up to four years, I'm slowly adding water to the barrel throughout the process because the proof can climb. We add it at a keep it around a 115 to 120 in the barrel. You and check then, it every month then? And then every month I add a couple liters to each barrel. You go out and check because you don't want to crash dilute. When we That's at 110 proof. And so when you added that little drop, you're crashing it down to 192. And you can flood out and burn out all of the flavors that you've accrued in that barrel. And you're just left with the alcohol burn because yeah. you've just killed the... The, when you're going, when you go from a 92 proof down to a 90 with a drop of water, it's not that big of a difference. Where when you're going from 110, that's why I'm not a huge fan of the cast strengths, is because you've already, when you add that, you can kill all the flavors. Yeah, it smells good and tastes better right off the bat at 110, but sometimes you don't want to consistently drink it at 110. Ah, some of us got shit to do, man. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get, I, I need to get drunk fast. My notes on here is uh, no water. Do not add water to this. And okay. see, it, I mean, my personal notes. That I, that is. Whew. It didn't really myself when it, after adding the water. I didn't. I couldn't really tell much of a difference. A little. I, I know you know there was, but it didn't really hit me. I actually, I don't know what the word you use, but like the resolve. Like I have to say, I like that 
for over the last two that we've tried. Is that I, that uh, carpet cleaner? How it dissipates. I don't know, man. I don't clean my like golf. Hardwood floors, man. Oh, okay. Oh, that's still hot, though, without the water. I realized I poured myself two glasses of this when you were wondering why I was passing it around. Ah, gotcha. All right, so it also says on the Willet, uh, the KentuckyBourbonWhiskey.com website, um, on the balance, it's insanely well-balanced with the alcohol, so perfectly integrated at 115 proof, you'll forget it's there. But you'll find yourself smiling more and happier with each dram. That might be a different one because you're reading 115 proof. Yeah. This is 110. And it also says 110 above it on the same thing, so it might be, might be a typo on their end. Proofread your shit, Willet. And the finish is long and the spices dominate this batch while the cherry does punch its way through to the surface. I still really want to taste that cherry they keep fucking talking about. I could smell it. I couldn't taste it. I do get a little bit of, uh, like what did I say, about four to five seconds in, just right on the side of the tongue. We'll let Jarek start. We want to write this one, Jarek. I'm going under a three for sure. 2.5. I I liked it better without the water for sure. So what would you rate it at, at, at just the neat... That 2.5 still on the knee? 2.5. Okay. Yep. And I'm going to give it a 2.25. I was waiting for someone to say my name. Chris? Do you want me to say your name? No, I Ernie. already went. Okay, okay thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, say it like you mean it. I don't know. I There's not a lot going on for it for me. I drank a lot of this bottle by myself uh, previously, not today. And... Uh, could yeah, tell. it was just, it's okay, but, you know, I would drink it because it's 110 proof, and, you know, it's like, ah, let's get drunk real fast, and that's why I drank a lot of this one, but, um, but yeah, there's it's not very complex. I'm going to say this is right at uh, a borderline, this is half, 2.5. Just average. Engelbert Humperdinck. And Travis. Uh, uh, I would probably say... I'm going to give it a three. Hmm. I like it. All right. So the average for the Woolet Straight Rye Rare Release is 2.5625. Now, this is the their four-year. I've heard really good things about the purple-topped one. This is the green-topped one. Lots of people go after that. And what is the purple-topped one? I don't fucking know. Just thought I'd let you know for our listeners uh, that also can see in color. Something to do with prints? No, my guitar. Okay. All right. So, so far we have a tie with Heaven's Door and Bullet, and Bullet at uh, just a sea hair above average. Whoo! So it feels uh, like it's two hundred and fifty degrees in here, though. After drinking some of these rides, <laughs> I won't Ooh, lie especially to you. that last my, like, one. Whew. My nipples are sweating. I think wow. the purple is the seven year. Yeah, or possibly the six year. But they also have a five. Well, that's a bourbon. Okay. All right, well, let's take a quick break and hear from our other ad sponsor. We'll be right back. Boop, boop. What would you like to eat tonight? I don't know. What are you feeling? Uh, you know, I, I could go for burgers or wings. I don't know, maybe even pizza. What are you thinking? We just had pizza. I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm asking you. Well, maybe we should look online. Is what? It happens in nearly every home in America almost every day. At some point, someone asks, what are we going to eat tonight? Worry not. 
Fargo Takeout's artificial intelligence robotic chef, The Decisionator, is here to make the choices for you. You'll find its three top choices for takeout. If none of the three choices sounds good to you, just click the Nope, Try Again button. Even an artificial intelligence robot chef gets it wrong once in a while. The next time your relationship seems strained based upon what's to put on the table, turn to FargoTakeout.com slash Decisionator. And remember, save a meal, save a marriage. FargoTakeout.com slash Decisionator. Favorite transformers. You, you are That's my superhero. favorite transformers. The corrector. Yeah, you are the corrector. Just, just walks around going, ah, "Excuse me, you said that wrong." <laughs> the most annoying what a superhero. Dick. Just a loser. It's like now, now corrector could be the uh, the protagonist against spoiler. Spoiler. I was just gonna say, what was that other <laughs> the superhero? antagonist? He was a supervillain. They're just pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a girl. See me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, the fourth bottle that we have today is Midwinter's Night Dram. Now this uh, this was a bottle that we got on allocation day on this this uh, fall release, and it's by High West Distillery. Um, we purchased this for one hundred and nine ninety nine at so, MSRP. So High West, um, fairly new distillery. Um, I don't know that at first they were just sourcing all their whiskey um, and then aging it in different barrels and stuff. So this one's actually uh, still that 95.5 MGP, but they also blend this with their own um, 80% rye, 20% malted rye um, whiskey. So it's a, it's a blend. Still includes MGP, and they don't tell you what levels of blending that they do. Um, that's their secret, but they do tell you that it's made from those two sourced, or that one sourced juice and then their own juice. Would you like me to read the story? Sure. Fucking go for it. <clears throat> I love stories. All right. Uh, their website says to recommend that the, you enjoy the spirit neat due to its many layers of complexity next to a warm fire as the snow piles up on the windowsill. It also pairs beautifully with fig cookies. Fuck, we're doing it wrong. All right, um, greetings, good gentles and ladies. At High West, we consider whiskey an indispensable part of making it through the long, cold winter. One taste of a midwinter's night's dram alongside a cozy fire will surely transport you to a dreamlike state. This limited-release whiskey is a sumptuous marriage of our rendezvous rye finished in both port and French oak barrels. The rye and we for- already know how most marriages end, right? <laughs> Kids. In alcohol. The rye forms a beautiful base of vanilla, caramel, and cinnamon. The port barrels enhance with plums and dried fruits. The French oak provides a spice accent. For us, a midwinter's night dram tastes like a proper Christmas plum pudding with lovely mulling spices, dried fruits, and creme anglaise. So join us, good ladies and gents. Gather amongst thy family and friends and raise thy glass to winters that are swift as a shadow, short as any dream, brief as the lightning in the collied night. And that was from Act 1, Scene 1, William Shakespeare. Oh, Bill. Yeah, technical details. Ratio of whiskeys is top secret. Filtration, not chill filtered or carbon treated. A blend of straight rye whiskeys finished in port and French oak barrels. It's a 49.3%, proof on this one. What does it say on the bottle itself? 49.3. Okay. 
So yeah, which one do we have? It's Act Eight, Scene Two. Is that what this one is? Because I believe they release these like twice a year, so then they got a different act, different scene. Seems like a lot to remember. It's how they label. Uh, yeah, this whole labeling fucking small batches and single barrels is fucking annoying. It, it differs for every company, too, because how we do it is I keep track and write my bottle numbers on it. But at the end of the day, when they're blending, they're right. not counting which barrel it was. Right. It's just weird. This is number 21. This one's number 22. Or you have some that are like BGCPA9949er. Like so I, that's fucking stupid. When I do niner. It, mine you said is niner. individually labeled for each bottle because it, for me, I'm only dumping one barrel at a time. So I get to keep track and plan out how my labels are written. Mm-hmm. So when I get 222 bottles of volume in my tank, then I know exactly. Because I'll measure it and find the exact liters that are in there and then plan out my label process that way so I'm not wasting labels. So technically mine does make sense, but most of them don't for that simple fact of it's just a blend of... Well, they're doing it on a, a massive scale. Yeah. Right. Well, Jerky, I mean, we understand that there's a reason for doing it that way. Mm-hmm. We're just saying it's annoying. <laughs> oh, no, 100%. Yeah, it's poofery on the label. Okay, right off, I noticed it's a little darker in color. Definitely uh, is darker in color, too, because that's what I have in this bad boy. But when I smell it, it's like there's that first half a second of something sweet. I don't know if it's a plum or something like that. I don't know, but it's something kind of sweet. Fig and jam. then that. And then that uh, spiciness kind of just hits my nose, and then it's kind of hard to get past that. I don't feel that this one's that spicy at all when I'm uh, I get a lot more fruit Mm -hmm. sweetness with this one, too. I mean, certainly that rye spice is there, but it's not the, to me, it's not the overwhelming dominant thing that has been in the previous three. Not as bad as the, that, uh, will it? And the palette guys, what do you Ooh. get? What's quince pace? I should figure out what quince pace is because uh, here on the, on the wow, website, it's five paces. It's quince paste, <laughs> strawberry, rhubarb, crumble, vanilla, caramel, molasses, toffee, and leather on the taste. And it finishes a mulling spices, candy dates, black pepper, hint of spearmint. What is this? What what kind is this? Midwinter's the, night the midwinter dram. night dram. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, like it's that. Good, it kinda, there's a lot going on. Right. There is. I agree with you. There's um, like. Almost like a butter vanilla, butterscotch vanilla. There's a lot of heat there still, but there's a lot of flavor with that heat. It's like heat with reason. Heat with reason. <laughs> it's not like me where I'm hot for no reason. It's like it's it's got a purpose for its hotness. So quince paste is uh, the fruit leather-like texture and taste is similar to Mexican guava paste. You're still just telling jokes in your head. (laughs) Just say the jokes out loud, motherfucker. Jesus. (laughs) No, no, no Jesus jokes. (laughs) I kind of like this one. I I get, I don't know, the more I have it, the more I get like a butterscotch kind of residue on my lips. But it it is, I have to admit, it's got some heat to it, but. Oh, absolutely. I'm. My whole mouth, uh, after a couple of sips, it is really starting to tingle, which I fucking love out of a whiskey. I, I like that feel. And that has this, um, it, but it doesn't have a lot of heat for me. Um, it's a good, nice level, a little bit spicy. But yeah, I, I get more, a little bit of that deeper, darker fruit spice and a little bit of sweetness. I dig the shit out of it. 
You've been awfully quiet on this one, Jerick. Yeah, I, I like it. It's just there's a lot going on. I don't know if I like how much is going on. Because um, I like kind of pinpointing one thing to focus on, like the oh. caramels sometimes. Because I like a dark caramely type bourbon, and but this is it's good. I gave it higher than the Willet for sure. Ooh. Have you added water to it yet? No, this one they said to, to don't. enjoy neat, right? Yeah. Oh yes. shit, that's what I get. I don't. I didn't listen to instructions. Yeah, you're gonna find that some of. T- a lot of times it's okay to add water. Uh, do it however you like to drink it, but some, I think, when you add water, just fuck it up. Case in point, the earlier. Like Willet. Yeah. Uh, like this one. When I added water, um, it's uh, smoothed out that initial burnness, mellowed it out a bit, but at the, at the end, it just all of a sudden, bam. The back of your tongue just went dry. I'm getting the, I'm getting the minty at the back end. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just dried your tongue out like it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. You, can, you have mint or spearmint or something in there, right? Yeah, this is a this is a lovely little drinker. So, I so are have... you, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. So at first I thought this would have been my favorite, but now the more I have of it, I'm not sure. It's, st- it's still good. Maybe a little bit too much heat for me. But a lot of flavor. Again, I'll say. So, did you regretted putting water putting water in it? At first, no. But then, after a few moments, it like really dried out the top of my tongue. It's just like, oh, yeah. So I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anybody want to rate this? I'll start, I guess, uh, and I'll go four point two five. It was really good. Out of five. That's pretty good. Travis? I was going to say four. You still can. I am right now. Okay. And I'm not sure I like the word paste. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it ends in ease. Pasties. Yeah. I gave it a three and a half. It's my favorite one so far. It's crazy. There's a lot going on with it. Finishes minty. There's fruity in the middle. Um, Yeah. Still get... You still get uh, the caramels in it too. I think it's a good. I think they did a great job with their blend. It, it's well balanced. It's yeah. I'm curious how many how many different barrels it was probably in too. Because if it was in certain ones for the first stage and then finished in port barrels, and I'm wondering if it was that's at least two different types of barrels. So. Right. I think they said finished in two uh, port and a different barrel. I thought. Yes, it was uh, finished in both port and French oak barrels. So the port barrels do the plums and dried fruits, and the French oak does the spice accent. Ernie. Hey, (laughs) I'm going to give it a 3.50. After hearing you guys talk about it again, I was going to rate it the same as the Heaven's Door, which I liked. But I, I think even though this has a little bit more heat, I think I can appreciate all those flavors. So I gave it a 3.5. So the average for the High West Distillery, a midwinter's night's dram, not dream, is 3.1825. Good for first place so far. Yep. Wow, I'm, just, I'm surprised none of these are getting like higher scores. Well, like you, average. You got to remember that you're drinking with a couple of pussies here in, in Ernie. <laughs> Thanks. That means I'm not <laughs> the pussy. Or... Nope. You're you're both of them. Okay. No. <laughs> 
Well, I kind of big. But, you know, we haven't done a lot of, I mean, none of us are rye drinkers outside of this mm-hmm. um, for, for the most part. I always will have one or two on in, in my hand at any given time. Yeah, f- fucking shit. But, I'll, you know, but, you know, I'll use them for making drinks. I don't often drink them straight. Um, I have been doing it a lot more now to prepare for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And it, yeah, so I mean, so it, it, it's a it's a bit of an assault on the mouth if it's not something that you're really used to, because um, it is spicier, it is hotter, it feels like it's a more alcohol burn even when there's not a, as much alcohol in them. Well, this I you know I figured this this one was kind of like highly touted and and chatted about quite a bit online on the various social media platforms and different groups and pages and such, and this has been sought after and yeah, people that, but People that like rye really like this rye, and that's why somebody... Makes sense. It's yeah. a good one. Thanks. But when you don't like rye, it, it's still scored higher than everything else, so it's mm-hmm. doing better. I don't know what you fucking want from us now. <laughs> <laughs> What's some goddamn honesty? <laughs> All right. All right, this final... Numbers. You gotta pump those numbers up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, hey, Knox wants us to lie to our listeners. No, 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 no. You know no, what? No. That Midwinter's Nice Drum is a 12 out of 5. It's so fucking good, I can barely contain it in the bottle. Inside no, job. I, I was just trying to... <laughs> some, listeners, some listeners might be you know, fans in that way that, that, that this thing should be rated higher, so I'm just kind of right. wanting to explain why it's not. Sure. But, all right, this last rye whiskey is the Knob Creek Cask Strength Rye Whiskey, and this was barreled... Did everybody get some? This oh, was Travis barreled just... in 2010, so this has an interesting aroma, and I have to try to remember to not stick my nose directly into the glass right away, because wow, what's the proper way of doing this, Chris? Uh, the French. You can do the French smell, which is start really low and then move you it up towards your nose. You can do the French smell. <laughs> that, That's not French. Is that the Swedish <laughs> chefs talking about doing the French Durka, smell? French, but what but uh, a lot of people will do it too is or go from side to side. Some people go up, but yeah, once you smell the heat and the alcohol, just back off a little bit. Now, the website is talking about they're barreled in 2009, um, but this one was barreled in 2010. It's the limited release, release batch two. I had a really fucking hard time finding any information about this whiskey. Um, every time it said, oh, here's a review on it or information, I'd pull it up and it was some other fucking thing they were talking about. And it just, ah, everything's fucking labeled weird. So this is 127 proof at 63.5% ABV. It's uh, may, uh, housed in Warehouse A. Rocket fuel. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm- so this is the highest of the proofs we've had. Yeah. That's why we saved it for last. I'm so glad I didn't put much in this glass. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a little hot. Yeah, so this is the limited release batch two from 2010, Warehouse A, hot as fuck. Um, it's also, so they don't tell you what their uh, mash bill is on almost any of the whiskeys that come from this distiller. Um, so it's Which all, is based out of Claremont, Kentucky. This is all speculation, but uh, it's the most speculated thing. Ooh. And it's... Uh, Again, not confirmed, but this is probably in that 55% rye, 35% corn, 10% malted barley in the mash bill. Somewhere in those numbers. At least that's what a bunch of people have said online um, through the 4,000 goddamn websites I went to to try and figure this shit out. But um, 3,999 of them were porn. 
but with Knob Creek porn. Yeah. <laughs> so much like that. <laughs> South, I love that. So much like the South Park movie, this is an uncut and unfiltered straight red whiskey. Word, y'all. So this definitely has it's, burning to it, right? Because it's fucking high alcohol. So you might confuse that with spiciness. I get a lot less spice. I get a lot more sweetness off of this one. We're also nosing these, all of these today, out of straight uh, four-ounce shot glasses, uh, sampling glasses, not Glen Cairn glasses like you probably should. Like professionals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You still get a cheap off of it either way. You swirl it around. Let We're it consistent. Aerate. Yeah, I haven't. Off. The podcast hasn't purchased thirty Glen Cairn glasses yet. Uh, soon, soon. I get, I get something before the burn though, and I can't tell if it's sweet or fruity or fruity sweetness or fruity pebbles. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's. Or, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's part fr- fruity pebbles, and then heat. I do burn. get. This is where I get maybe some cherry off of. I get fr- fruity pebbles that start on fire. Yeah, because yeah. this is when they say give him a heater. This is what they mean. Give him a heater, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, and uh, adding water to this one, you think might probably fuck it up too. I think you I'll just, let you know. Here I think in you a just moment. gotta take it. Gotta take it like a man. So. Getting past the initial heat is really hard to do. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a warm one for yeah, sure. It's good. Wow. Whoa. And then so eventually the, you taste a little bit of something on the side of your tongue. I think my eyes are watering. So I think this uh, would be really good in like an old fashioned where you're adding some of that sweetness or more sweetness to it. And you're also uh, doing it over ice, so that's going to help dilute it. And I think this would stand up really well to those other things that you're adding into it. This will stand up well to almost anything. Uh, this will preserve I'm pretty sure just about everything. I'm pretty too. sure I'd pick a fight with anybody if I drink enough of this. Yeah, there's... Wow, a- that's uh, that's got some power to it. That's- I think it's good, though. I think that's the most important part that I haven't said. It's really good. Uh, I, uh, it's hard for me to get past all that. Make your eyes water heat. And then I do taste a little bit of, I don't know, sweetness on the side of my tongue right before my whole mouth goes numb. I was going to say, you get some sugars and then bam, it just takes it away. And Yeah, I don't even know if I want to add water to this, honestly, because if it's, oh, there he goes. Chris is going to do it. I ain't scared of nothing. I did it. It's it's not great. <laughs> Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Good job. <laughs> two two days later. <laughs> oh, remember that joke from last week? Anyway. Um, I, yeah, don't add water to this. To me, I this was, made it so uh, funny. Already did, already did, already did. I think it uh, tastes worse. I think it brought up the heat more. I don't... I can't do it, now. Uh Straight, I, I liked it a lot better. I don't know. A little bit too hot for my taste, that's for sure. Jeez, Travis. You got those squinty eyes, man. What are you thinking about? What the fuck does that mean, man? <laughs> uh, you're, con- you're contemplating. Yeah, you're contemplating your really hard about well, what to say. I, I like me. I was actually thinking: Is this? Does is this something? I can't. Like, do uh, people like this? Like, like that's how I think you have about to kind a lot of endure stuff. it. You kind of have to endure it. It's pretty bitey for me. 
So you got like a a friend that, and you got like five other people with you when that's socially acceptable. And like some, oh yeah, here try some of this Knob Creek. It's the best stuff, and everybody's like, oh yeah, this is great. And you taste it's like it's the not that great, right? But do you say it's great just so? Yeah, I mean, like myself, I don't. I would rate this the lowest just because I don't like the attack. Yeah, it's like a salt you need to know what you're getting into when you're pounding down 127 proof. That's like <laughs> right. somebody who's looking for that number when he's bottle shopping. He's, right. He's like, oh, this is the this is really high. We got to get this one. That'd be me. Yeah. Knox is the AV, ABV whore here. Yeah, I'm the ABV queen. Yes. But yeah, I yeah, know I. Oh, it's attacking me right now. <laughs> Dude, it's coming back. The battle, it's coming back up. The battle at Knob Creek. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. A lot Knob of a lot of good men lost dope. their lives. <laughs> what? He gets points. Um, I I think uh, when when you're not getting the heartburn <laughs> that comes back, and when you get away from that burn, there is good flavor in there. I like it. I can't pinpoint a lot of it because it's it it is hot. I think you'd probably need to drink that out of a Glencairn glass, and that Glencairn glass would probably sit with that whiskey in it for. A while before you go to twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah, pour a glass, go take a crap. I don't know whatever you do, however your routine is. <laughs> do your nails. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, let it sit for a while, and then maybe it'll open up a little more and take away some of that heat. But that's a pretty burny fucking straight glass of whiskey. It's bold. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I'm reading a number unless uh, Travis has something else to say. Um, yeah, oh, it's you're right. It comes too back. much for me. Too much for me. Too macho. Too much. <laughs> Probably this, the most bang for your buck, though. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think this was this was $60 or less for sure. Ugh. And uh, I'm trying to think of so, another divorce joke to go with this high alcohol. <laughs> so here's what's really weird. Uh, yeah, I, I won't talk about that. That's another episode. We'll talk about glassware. Other than send us some. Well, I got a number. Go ahead. I gave it a one seven five. Oof! Ooh, that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> this is just a seven fifty. <laughs> Stupid boy! <laughs> I'm gonna give it a, a, a two seven five. I think it's above average. I give it a three for it being powerful. Hey, but maybe you should wait your turn. Sorry. I'm just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. We just met and I scream. Motherfucker. No. Wait in line. Uh, I'd say also 275. Okay, Jarek. I'm sorry. I gave, it, <laughs> I gave it a three. I jumped the gun. It's all good. <laughs> three? Yeah, for being probably the most bang for your buck out of it all. That's good if you want to get rowdy for a Friday. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I like How much was this bottle, Chris? Uh, uh, again, I'm not real sure, but I'm fairly certain it was 60 or under. Okay. So the average for the Knob Creek uh, cast strength straight rye whiskey was 2.5625. All right. Which tied the Willet. And the winner for the day is the West High West Distillery, the Midwinter's Night's Dram. Dram. But not dream at three point eight one two five. Woo! All right, there you go. So we learned a lot of something today, guys. Well, at least a little something. 
All right. <laughs> oh, did you want us I, to say I, what we learned today? I'm sure, still yeah. not sure. I'm still not sure if I'd be a rye guy, but at least I think if I uh, would go to purchase a rye, I would probably I'd stick to the bullet because bullet's a solid product. Um, it didn't win the day, but for the price point, personally for me, I know the bullet bourbon is something I'm kind of getting into. Uh, thanks, guys, by the way. Chris and Knox for getting me into bourbons. Yeah. You're welcome to. Because when I look at bottles of bourbon and it's like, oh, like 40 to $45 is cheap stuff. And I'm like, God damn, I can buy a lot of hams for 45 bucks. <laughs> I am going to go home and make a lot more uh, drinks out of these ryes. I agree. Yeah. I think in a drink form, playing around and behind the bar would be much more of a pleasant experience too. Manhattan's old fashions all day long with any of these. And that would highlight even more of the profiles of each one, too, depending on what drink you make out. So check out our Instagram. I'll, uh, I'll fucking make an old-fashioned out of that Knob Creek next week and let you know how it tastes. Perfect. Um, Whiskey I would Wednesdays. Like to, I would like to uh, taste it myself. Well, I hope you can... <laughs> I hope the flavors come through uh, when you're looking at it. God damn it. <laughs> you're not welcome to come over. <laughs> I could make drinks here. Imagine that. All right. Anyways. Any other uh, final thoughts for the day? All right. All right. My mouth is burning there. Yeah, I just, uh, it made, rye made me fucking stupid. <laughs> my mouth doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Travis, you're in a band uh, working. What? Yes. <laughs> Want to tell us about your band? <laughs> uh, Wait, there's something you don't know. Uh, Sanhaven Chuckle or Jane Doe and the Johns. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram? Yes. Where, uh, Actually, at, I don't think there's a lot going on with either of those right now, just because there's nothing going on. And I know, but I still... It's all pandemic-y, but yeah, go check them out, because yeah. they're still on Spotify uh, with the Chuckle. Anyway. We are. We are. You guys got a couple albums out, correct? Yes, and uh, we're actually going to begin recording soon for our third album. Yeah. Excellent. For the Chuckle? For the Sanhaven Chuckle. Woo! How about Jane Doe and the Jins? Uh, man, we're just social distancing right okay. now. Word. That'll happen. Jarek, what do you got? Uh, you can find us at uh, Proof Distillers Facebook, Proof Distillers uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, we're, our tasting room, we're not open anymore. Um, Going to open back up probably once everything cools off, re start the kitchen back up, do more events, etc. Um, but for now, you can find us at basically all alcohol locations around Fargo. Um, stop on in. We're open 8 to 5 for off-sale. and um, That's yeah. proofdistillers.com. Yep. Oh, the tasting room is open for off-sale? For off-sale, yep. Okay. Yep. And went down and bought some of the coffee liqueur the, and the coffee cream, mm -hmm. the two docks. And we could do, you could do a whole episode oh, on yeah. different liqueurs. And... She loves that stuff. Yep. Yep. My last bottle of bourbon I went through before I bought that Maker's Mark was the Crooked Furrow. Yep. The Harvest Blend. The Harvest Blend. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the blended that style. Was good stuff. That, mm -hmm. the, yeah. I enjoyed the, that bottle I had. The, uh, the Crooked Furrow is it's basically its older brother. It's the, that's the full bourbon. Yeah. Um, both are great. Um, I see kind of kind of kind of why I'm more of a bourbon guy versus a rye whiskey corn bourbon versus a rye whiskey. Yeah. See, I like cream ales too, which are typically made with corn. Mm -hmm. Correct. Chris, we got something to promote, don't you? No, no, I don't. However, I would like to add, you're doing a great job, Knox. <laughs> <laughs> 
Doesn't Keely got a TikTok? Ah. Right. Until she starts doing something with it. She put like four videos on it and was super excited. And then she's just like <laughs> napping. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, Ernie, where can they find you? Uh, across the street. All right. Well, this has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more information, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You, too, can support our show by supporting them. You can also click the link at the bottom of our episode description and donate to help with production costs and beer for our fridge to review for you. Also, stop by the Facebook group pages we support, like Beer People, Prairie Home Brewers Companion, and North Dakota Bourbon Drinkers. And, of course... Thanks to your listeners and neighbors without whom this podcast couldn't happen. And to you we say, May your glasses be full and your, and your spirits high. Cheers! Cheers.